I'm Jim Goldgeier with the Brookings Institution and American University. I co-direct Bridging the Gap, an initiative funded by Carnegie Corporation of New York and the Frankel Family Foundation, geared toward generating scholarship that informs public and policy audiences. I'm joined by Dr. Susanna Campbell, my faculty colleague at American University. Professor Campbell has just launched the Research on International Policy Implementation Lab, affiliated with Bridging the Gap, and known by its acronym, RIPPLE. Susanna, RIPPLE is such an exciting initiative. It's not just research on international policy, which we would expect at an international affairs school, but it's also an implementation lab. Inherent in its design is connecting research and practice. What are three key issues you hope to address through RIPPLE? Three key, well, Jim, I'd like to actually start with one of the basic concepts of Ripple. So first, thank you so much for doing this with me. I wanna kind of start at the basic idea that in many ways, Ripple is trying to demonstrate that a particular way of doing research in relation, in collaboration with actual stakeholders in the processes that we're researching can lead to two effective research outcomes. So the basic idea underlying ripple is that practice is at the cutting edge of what should be researched. Meaning that the policymakers, the practitioners, the implementers who are actually figuring out how to translate policy into action are the ones who understand what the real questions are. That the people doing the work understand what is working, what isn't, and what the cutting edge of research should focus on. They therefore should be involved in the problem and puzzle identification. And so this is not just about how to help policymakers and practitioners digest research. This is about how to involve them in the generative idea phase of the research process. And once you do that, there are several things that happen. One, you come up with questions that actually address the cutting edge of what is happening in the world today. Two, you enable the, the stakeholders in your process, the people who are actually doing and receiving the policy that's being implement, implemented. You enable them to validate and question your findings throughout the process. And third, what results is a very different type of research output that is actually geared and targeted toward their concerns needs and therefore is much e more is much it's much easier for them to digest and what i want to say here is it's not that the research itself tells them what they want to hear or else it wouldn't be good research but that it is done in a way that they can listen and this is this process is what i learned through my own research on these organizations in the peace building state building development humanitarian aid field over the past two decades and as well prior to that in my work for the Council on Foreign Relations, for the United Nations in Burundi, and for the International Crisis Group. So if there's a scholar listening to this or student listening to this who's thinking, wow, this sounds amazing, how can they participate in the work that Ripple is doing? Reach out to me, Ripple, R-I-P-I-L, at American.edu. Uh, and we are really building this around currently three major themes, and that relates to your first question. The first one is on the changing nature of international aid today. 
in terms of both the increased demand created by this pandemic, as well as the increased challenges and opportunities that many aid delivery actors face. So how can we understand what is really happening within the aid world? So that we're looking for a whole, we have hopefully some initial funding for that, and we're looking for a whole series of initiatives and projects related to that. And in terms of the partnerships that we're creating there, each project will involve a set of, of actors in various stages. So the changing nature of aid will involve donors. It will involve the people who actually are recipients or beneficiaries of the aid, the people involved in the delivery process, so that we can really begin to pull in actors with very different perspectives, and particularly those who actually are in aid recipient countries to help us understand what is really going on. The second set of projects or questions are related to a project that I'm working on with Jessica Braithwaite, and it's on networks of influence and support in peace operations, trying to understand the networks within, among, and between the international actors and the different local civil society actors that actually are involved in implementing peace operations and collectively determining their outcomes. And the third set of questions that I'm focusing on are around um, the behavior of individual bureaucrats who work for these organizations. When are they able to take risks? When are they able to innovate? Who are these people? How do their own kind of histories and even you know, gender or race, how does that influence what they're able to do? And how can organizations better understand how to actually cultivate innovative bureaucrats in a time when they're perhaps most needed? So these are the topics. We're looking for different partners in each of these areas. We're focusing right now on Colombia, Congo, um, and Sudan. So 